I really feel like supplier diversity is a non-competitive space in the sense that if, if you're doing business with a competitor and it's a great product and it's selling in their shelf, well, great, come on over, let's sell some more, right? Again, mm-hmm. it's all contributing to the inclusion and the economic impact. Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Higher Ground. Higher Ground is a technology company whose mission is to bridge the wealth gap through access to procurement opportunities. Higher Ground is making the enterprise ecosystem more viable, profitable, and competitive by clearing the path for minority-led, women-led, LGBT-led, and veteran-led small businesses to contribute to the global economy as suppliers to enterprise organizations. For more information on getting started, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E-G-R-O-U-N-D.io. Now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. You're joined again by your two favorite hosts. I'm Adam Moore here again with Chloe Goodry-Reed, and today we're joined by Monette Napik, the Senior Director in Enterprise Procurement of of supplier diversity at CVS Health. Monette has over 13 years experience at CVS and has stepped into a leadership role that allows her to build relationships within the supplier diversity sphere. Welcome to the show, Monette. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here today. We are super excited to have you. Super excited to have you. CVS is one of those flags in the supplier diversity realm that you see everywhere at every show, one of the biggest displays out there. So there's a lot of weight on this program and we can't wait to have this conversation with you. Yes. And not only do we see CVS everywhere, but we actually see the impact that CVS is making in the supplier diversity space and definitely with some creative ways that, that CVS has gone about it. But why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about your role and, you know, what's CVS's philosophy around supplier diversity and supplier inclusion? Thank you. Thank you again for this opportunity. Yeah, you know, we consider diversity and inclusion holistically is in our DNA. Um, Mm -hmm. It it starts from our leadership, Karen Lynch, and it it trickles down to her direct reports, the executive leadership team, um, and Cascade. So, you know, we wouldn't be where we are today if not for leadership's commitment um, to to our program and to diversity and inclusion holistically. Um, I report into um, the Enterprise Procurement Organization where we do the not for resale goods and services, the sourcing and contracting for those, and a Mm -hmm. dotted line, if you will, to merchandising um, so that Mm -hmm. we can ensure that we have diverse suppliers on our shelves Mm. and a dotted line to diversity and inclusion. And, you know, last year uh, or a little over a year ago, um, you know, our former CEO, Larry Merlo, made a very bold statement um, in the creation of the social justice and equity program. Mm -hmm. So take what we're already doing in supplier diversity today, which is inclusion across Across all advocacy groups, but now an even more a larger focus on our Black-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's it's in our DNA. It's it's what we do in all of our sourcing events. Our sourcing professionals have goals tied to supply diversity, mm-hmm. so they ensure that any RFPs that are going out that we're including diverse suppliers um, in those opportunities. I see. I awesome. See. 
I think that that's important thing to know. Yeah. I mean, you brought up two very good things. I mean, coming from the top down, leadership is really driving these initiatives, mm-hmm. but also to make sure that you're getting organizational participation is making sure that the um, category managers and everyone within the supply chain, their yeah. bonuses and compensation are Absolutely. tied to supplier diversity as well. And I think that that's an incredible way to initially sort of get people who may not be as, as open um, to just kind of get them into the fold. But it seems like since it's so part of y'all's DNA that everyone within the organization has a focus on it and understands how important it is. Mm-hmm. I always say it takes a village. You know, I'm very, fort- I'm very fortunate, I'm very yeah. blessed. Yes. Um, I have a team um, that includes three, you know, senior level advisors who each own certain segments of our program, but also we look, we work very collaboratively. And, you know, we need those champions that sit within procurement and the different lines of business. Right. Because, you know, we're influencers, we're not decision makers. So right. we need all the help we can get across our lines of business and those stakeholders and champions supporting what we're doing. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit more about how that works? I mean, you have these three individuals and I, I just, I, I want to delve into this primarily because what I mentioned right before we started, we've got a lot of supplier diversity professionals that are getting started in their roles and trying to figure out how do we get more buy-in? How do we get marketing? How do we get leadership involved yes. in what it is that we're doing? And so mm-hmm. hearing from you guys and hearing from CVS and how the leadership is involved and what they what roles they play mm-hmm. in the also evolution of supplier diversity and in the program would just be, mm-hmm. I think, incredibly helpful for them. Yeah. I think what you need to do is you need to show the return on the investment, right? So if you're giving me budget mm-hmm. dollars to be me- to be members and sponsor different advocacy groups and, and to develop like the executive learning um, series program, which we can talk about later, yes, right? Yes, and educating yes. our supplier population. Um, you got to show them the direct impact. And the best way to do that, in my opinion, is an economic impact report, right? Oh, so preach we, it. Yay. So we, you know, so we partner with supplier IO, mm-hmm. um, as many people do. And I think, you know, that is a real showcase of the jobs we're creating, the salaries we're paying, and how we're refueling the economy. Um, you know, it's not just, you know, we have heart and it's the right thing and it's a good thing to do. Right. But there's a direct tie to, let's use an example of a plumber who we hired to do work at a few of our stores. More than likely, that plumber is going to come back and shop in our stores. He may right. use our other services. His family will. His community will. So, you right. know, we we see the direct correlation between the spend we're doing with, with certified um, diverse businesses and women-owned businesses in our supply chain and the impact it's making. We right. want our suppliers to represent our customers, our clients, our patients, and our employees, you know, across, you know, the 10,000 stores that we have, not to mention all our other lines of business, you know, I think people still see us as that neighborhood pharmacy. And we thank you for that (laughs) if you shop there. Um, But, you know, we're, we're Aetna, you know, we do insurance, we do earmark prescription benefit management, we do therapy infusion, we do long term care health facilities, we have specialty pharmacies, we are truly um, an health and wellness organization. It's not just your local pharmacy. So when we talk to suppliers, you know, I really strongly recommend they do their homework. I mean, I'm still learning every day new aspects of our business. So I don't expect anybody to be an expert, but, you know, look at our social responsibility report. Look at our economic impact report. Look at the annual report. Go to our website. Do some homework because you may not think you're a fit for our organization because you may just have that mindset of just we're a pharmacy. 
And I always say, you know, sometimes they're like, oh, maybe I'm too small. You know, you're such a big, you know, Fortune 4 company. No, 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 that's not true. I might be able to leverage that one person company that needs to support one of my clients who's looking for like some kind of health and wellness uh, curriculum. And Mm -hmm. that one person show or supplier can fulfill that requirement. Right. right. That's not right. to say that for some other categories, we really need those big sort of national footprint, larger um, companies. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's an it's an eco. It is truly an ecosystem. Absolutely. Right. It, it takes all parts. But but I want to pause this for a second. And I love mm-hmm. doing this on the show. Chloe already knows where I'm going. Yes, I do. It's right. <laughs> Intentionality. 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 Did everybody hear it? And what Manette just said, they're not doing anything haphazard or throwing you know, darts against the wall, seeing where it lands. There is a plan, a program, a process, right? There's intention out and it shows, it shows in this community. If you guys have ever, and I said at the, at the beginning of the show, if you've ever walked the showroom floor at the NMSDC, one of the biggest displays there is CVS, right? One of the biggest players in the game is CVS. I have many contacts. Guess where? in CVS. Why? Because they do care. They have intentionality. And what was the other thing she talked about? Moving to economic impact reporting and CSR. Let's get away from how many suppliers do you have in your pool? How many have you added to your pool? How many have you included in an RFX? How many are you in the billion dollar roundtable? Let's strip away some of these I'm going to say it again, outdated compliance driven reporting because it does us no good anymore. Yeah. And let's talk about economic impact. Let's talk about CSR. Let's talk about how are we making it possible for a under $5 million company, under a $500,000 company, let's go really small, to do business with a top four firm? Because guess what? They can. Hmm. We have to, we as corporates cannot shut our minds down and go, oh, eh, you can't scale. Right. Right. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid all of us, and I'm going to point the finger, you know, when you point at somebody, you point four fingers back at yourself. So (laughs) that's what I'm doing, everybody. Okay. Don't, (laughs) don't think I'm singling anybody else before the pandemic, the stock answer. uh, I don't think you guys can scale with this because we're blob so big, Mm -hmm. right? We've blown that away in the past two years. Right. So let's stop talking about that. Let's start talking about economic impact. And, and what's the other thing that gets me excited when it said, Supplier diversity as a revenue generator, right? The plumber example, brilliant, Brilliant. right? I use you, you come back and use me. It's a reciprocative relationship. And that I see missing in a lot of programs. There is the, hi, I'm the corporate. I'm going to swoop in and da-da. It's kind of the white savior complex a little bit, people, of here I am with my corporate dollars to save the world. No, just do business with people because they do what? Good business with you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll get Absolutely. off my soapbox now. No, that was great. Thank you. <laughs> yes. The soapbox. I'm sure the air is is getting a little thin out there, but yes, yes. That was, you made it way thin. Really, really Ooh, great point. <laughs> really great point. I need, I need to work out before every one of our interviews, apparently. There you go. <laughs> Monette, you also gave some really good advice uh, to small businesses doing mm-hmm. your research. You know, you talked about looking Thank at you. the annual yes. report, oh. looking what you're doing, looking at from a corporate social responsibility standpoint, seeing what's going on in supplier diversity. Talk to us just a little bit more about, you know, what suppliers need to be thinking about in mm-hmm. preparation for coming to maybe present or thinking through some innovative ideas that they could potentially bring to CVS. Talk to us a little bit about 
about how they would sort of approach that. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it's it probably starting to sound old because I'm going to repeat with many other supplier diversity professionals would say, and one of the, and many of the advocacy groups would say to do your homework, be prepared, have a capability statement, be specific. Let's use shelf space right? In our pharmacies. Uh, um, yes. Okay. We're always going to have Johnson and Johnson baby powder. I don't know why I use that as an example, right? People go to the pharmacy and that's what they're looking for. Right. So we're never going to displace. You're, you're welcome. A plug to J&J, right? So <laughs> what differentiates your baby powder? What mm. would a merchant or a category manager move and create some shelf space to put your product there? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You know, what, what's, what is so unique and special? And oh, by the way, is it retail ready? Do you have a UPC code on it? Yes. Um, yeah. it That's an amazing you, point. Yeah. yeah. Are you selling it with other retailers today? Is, do you have a .com presence? Because, you know, I think people forget that our store footprints, depending on where they are, can be very large, can be very small. Oh and yeah. We, and we don't carry everything in every store. So let's use right. durable medical equipment, for example. If I go to my pharmacy around the corner, I can't, they don't have like canes or walkers or those little potty seats that, you know, raises Mm -hmm. you up. I have to go to the .com site to purchase that. So sometimes your product, and again, I'm focused on the product side for a moment, but you know, really think about, hey, you know, I know this isn't something I probably would see on the shelf, but you know what? I think on your .com site, this is a great fit in the XYZ category. Mm. You know, do your homework, inspire me to, to want to connect you with the right people to pursue things further. Yeah. Um, and then on the not for resale side, remember, we have incumbents providing pretty much every product and service we can think of, right? I'm really. sorry. I'm sorry. You Monette, know? can you say that? Can you can you say that again? Please, <laughs> please, that. please reinforce that point. So we already have incumbents today providing a service to us. Right. Wow. Who else has said that? Yeah. Yes. And more than likely, yes. we have a contract with them for three to five years. So unless they really thank you up and we put it out to bid again, you got to remember it's a journey. It takes time. I mean, I've had suppliers oh, that, yes. you know, I met at NMSDC years ago that mm-hmm. just now the, the, the right time and opportunity. So that's a recommendation I make too. Don't inundate me with emails every month, every week, every quarter. Yeah. Don't put a meeting on my calendar for every month either. Don't do that either. That annoys me. Who are you? How mm-hmm. did you? How do you even know I'm available? Mm-hmm. But um, you know, but do contact me to say, hey, I met you last year. Since I met you, we're now doing this too. Or we just right. got awarded X. What changed? Yes. What's evolved? Where are you today? Because right. it might be like, oh boy. You know, because because like I know right now some of the categories that we're looking for services, and um, hey, this is a perfect time. Let's let's get you in. You know, so it's uh, the homework is important. The the Thank you. being prepared when you come to the shows. You know, there's so many corporate members there. Be strategic. You can't walk <sighs> up, up and down every aisle and meet all of them. Be strategic in selecting the top six or the top ten companies you really want to or really believe you can, you know, network with and create a difference. Right. Be strategic, oh. right? Because yes. those shows are overwhelming. They are. You know, I like when somebody comes and they have like the list in front of them and, and you're highlighted and they uh-huh. have highlighted. That means uh-huh. they, they're prepared. They've done their yeah. homework. They're prepared to meet with you. Yeah. Oh, she said it again. Guess what, people? The name of supplier diversity is actually intentionality on both sides of the aisle. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. honestly, if you don't know why you're approaching a corporate, uh, don't do it. 
I mean, unless you just want to shake their hand and say, hey, I'd just like to meet somebody from Truist, right? Or from CVS. Great. Do that. But don't try to engage in a conversation that you're going to try to do business if you don't understand how you fit in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That is, thank you so much for reinforcing that. Because that's that's something that, that Chloe and I both talk to our audience about and talk to our protégés about. And that is, and I love that you said you love you see where they got it highlighted in the book. That makes me excited too, mm-hmm. right? Because I can't tell you how many hands I shake during a show, which is fine. Again, that's what I'm there to do. I will shake hands all day long. But right. when the person comes up with the highlighted book or they've got their phone out and I can see that they have LinkedIn up or they have their notes app up or they yeah. have something like that up, and I'm like, oh, we're about to have a very real conversation. This person kind of understands how they may possibly fit in my ecosystem. I may have to adjust their expectations, but that's what this conversation is for. But it's not a, the conversation isn't, hi, I do X, Y, and Z. How can I help you? And I'm like, I don't know what X, Y, and Z is. I don't know how well you do X, Y, and Z. I don't even know how you execute X, Y, and Z. So I can't answer the question for you. Now, yeah. if you came up, the quest, the answer is like I've always said is, if you can tell me how you fit in, now I can start having a conversation with right. you. Right. Right. That's yeah, the other amazing. Thing you need to understand is supplier diversity professionals. I always say I know enough to be dangerous. We're yes. not deep knowledge yes. or competency no. on certain topics or certain subject areas. And especially right. if you're approaching me like, okay, I know what landscaping is. You know, I know it's, you know, uh, snow removal, that type of stuff. Right. But when you're right. offering a very unique service, help me to understand who would I connect you with? Who who would your audience be like, oh, we usually talk to HR benefits people about this. That helps me to guide the direction a little further. The other thing I will tell you both, Chloe and Adam, that always surprises me, and we do metrics every time we go to the Mm -hmm. big events, WeBank and Mm -hmm. NMSDC in particular. Do you know how many people we meet and we tell them, okay, when I get back, follow up with me, uh, remind me this, this, and this because, so that it resonates because you meet right. so many people, it's overwhelming, right? Right. Right. And this is what I'm looking for. Can you provide me this, this, you know, do you know how yeah. many people actually follow up? It's 2%. a small, it's 10 or less, 10%, 10 or, less. or less. So yeah. think about it. You invested your money, yeah. your time, your energy, your resources to an attend an event and a corporate member is telling you, come back to me. Right. Not like go away. I got nothing for you. Come back to me with this, this, and this, and you don't do it. Yeah. Wow. That's really disappointing. Yeah. Um, huge but missed opportunity. I'm chasing you. No. So, so think about the investments you're making. Right. And because it comes back to what you said earlier. I've already got an incumbent doing it. So it's right. not like I got a hole. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to find you an opportunity. Right. 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 Help me help you. I think it's tough because, you know, I mean, in their defense, I think everybody comes back after the event and they're like, yeah, you know, because it's engaging, it's invigorating, it's, it's, it can be fun, it's educational, you meet new people, but then you go back to work and then your day job takes over and you kind of lose sight of the event that you attended, the people that you met and the follow-up you need to do. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. And you kind of almost come off a high from it too, right? Because I mean, you are amp. Like I tell people, I'm like, you are on for four days. You are at a hundred. So by the time you get home by that Friday afternoon, you're like, I'm not talking to anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, then, and then you know, Monday the hits. That always gave out Epsom salt to oh, soak your feet. That's right. Soak your feet at yes. night because when you're standing yes. at the booth all day. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah. Yes. I, I want to learn a little bit more about the services. So I know we talked a little bit about products yep. and I thought you 
very, very important to note the dot com piece versus getting mm-hmm. actually on the shelves because I don't know that yes. that's something that everyone would think about. It's like, oh, yeah. I just want to sell my products th- to CVS. Right. Um, but there's right. two sort of different models that organizations need to think about. But on the services side, talk a little bit about what suppliers, what type of services that CVS likes to or you know looks at procuring. Gosh, it's it's almost I, th- I hate to say it's almost everything, but it's almost everything, right? Yeah. It's yeah. logistics services, right? So if you think of logistics, our distribution um, centers, I think, I don't know, I might not have the right number, but say it's 18 or 19, mm-hmm. you know, shrink wrap, labels, boxes, crates, you know, so think of what just yeah. a DC needs, okay? So yeah. that's one part of our business. Right. Um, think of construction. Um, we right. actually have an amazing champion, amazing champions in construction. They actually imposed on our general contractors that they have to do 10% of the business they do with us, and they are measured by this with diverse subcontractors. So I think about that, yeah. you know, plumbing, electrical, um, you know, HVAC, uh, carpet, everything. Yeah, the gamut, it, right? Yeah. Yep. And then think about all the materials that go into, I keep focusing on the stores and so I'll get to the other categories, but <laughs> you know, there's, there's other professional services like legal yep. or yep. Um, I will tell you contingent labor. I'm kind of maxed out. I I'm, I'm very transparent and I will tell you, right. I don't need any more IT or non IT contingent labor companies. We have a very yep. robust program. Once again, we get into uh, contracts three to five years with our incumbents. But again, just think of all the different types of of, of services, healthcare type services, mm-hmm. um, you know, ca- carriers. You know, we can, we do deliveries, as you know, right, to people's mm-hmm. homes. Right. Um, you know, so you know, uniforms. Um, I mean, it, the list could go on and on and on. And sometimes there, it's a one and done. An example: we have a, a distribution center in North Smithfield, Rhode Island, needs mm-hmm. a new roof. Yeah. Well, that's a great opportunity for a local, either Rhode Island or New England-based uh, roofing company to come in, a one yep. and done, right? right. So um, so there's that continuous continuum type work that needs to be done or services that need to be provided. And then there's the ones that, like I said, are a little more of a one-off. How to find out about them? Just register with us. I know people think that's a black hole. Right. It is not for us. Right. Edwin on my team, when he meets with the sourcing professionals and he knows what's in their pipeline, he first goes to the database. And the reason mm-hmm. for that is if you're in our database, you did your homework, you mm-hmm. want to do business with me. So I'm going to look there first. If I can't mm-hmm. find, if he can't find someone, then he's going to go to the advocacy group databases, WeBank mm-hmm. and MSDC. Mm-hmm. Or in this case, if it's local, we may go to um, um, an advocacy group called Supply RI to find somebody in Rhode Island, or I'm going to go mm. to Peter Hurst and his team with Greater New England Supply Development Council and see if there's somebody there. So we start with the database, mm-hmm. our database. Right. We then go to the advocacy groups. Then we might go down to the local level, depending on what you know the worker service is. But mm-hmm. register. Everybody, you know, people start the registration process and then they and they never finish. Know, something happened. They left and they never finished. I yep. we are not chasing you down to no. say where's the rest of your information. I have an opportunity because no. sometimes the opportunities come that quickly. Yeah, and, uh, and some are further out. Mm-hmm. Keep right. a list of where you've registered and go back and update them. Yes, yes. yes. Please. Oh my gosh! And please, please keep your certification. Please, oh, please. Yes. Don't let yes. it expire. Um, no. You know, we're constantly chasing folks that. 
And it's not like they don't get notified because they do, but they for do. some reason, it's almost like we need to remind them the value of certification. Yeah. Um, so, you know, keep, you know, you're right. Go back to the database, make sure, especially if something yes. new happened or you have a new offering or yep. something, or you have a new client, even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think that that's great. I think that that's important to note because, you know, it, it I think it can be come a lot for small businesses, but if mm-hmm. it's, you know, to register in all these different portals and databases. But if it's a company that you've researched and you really feel like you have a service or a solution or goods that would definitely be beneficial after you've done all the research, then I think it definitely is worth making sure that you're in there. Most definitely. Now, from a tactical standpoint for our our corporate members that are listening, uh, two quick questions. When you're talking about tailspin, so that's the roofing job and the plumbing job, right? What are you guys using from a tactical standpoint to track your one-off spends? Because that's different than like your day-in, day-out contracts where I've got SOWs and purchase orders. So there's always an invoice at the end of the day, right? Somebody's going to bill me. Right. that um, so our our ERPs our accounts payable systems and oh by the way there's more than one um, we partner with supplier IO who I think I referenced earlier that we use you for did. our economic impact report uh, they're the third party that does the enrichment so when you bill me and we pay you you're in our AP system so whether uh-huh. it's that one off roofing job or it's a reoccurring you know monthly bill that you're sell- sending us that enrichment is conducted on a quarterly basis so we know who you are and what you did for us. <laughs> We will find you. So I want to, I know we um, only asked you for about 30, 40 minutes, and I really (laughs) want to get into all of the great work, development work that you guys are doing with suppliers. Can you talk a little bit about the executive leadership programs that you guys are? Yeah, we'd love to hear more about that. Because yes, I mean, I just think that, gosh, it's incredible. So yeah, so two weeks ago was the seventh uh, graduating class. There were nine, uh, 18 um, diverse suppliers. Um, I'm happy to say 11 of which are black, Black-owned black businesses. So it really mm-hmm. ties to our commitment for SJ&E. And that last week culminates to a capstone where they actually present to, and of course, we had to do this virtually the last two years, but I thought it was important that we continue um, with mm-hmm. the program um, outside of what was happening with COVID and all of us working from home. And it's actually worked out well. So the program, the last couple of years, we go to the advocacy groups and we ask the advocacy groups to submit two to three suppliers for Mm -hmm. this educational program, which covers everything from finance, social media, marketing, um, and again, preparing to respond to a mock RFP, if you will, and presenting their capability. So we had a mix of both um, services as well as some products, some folks that had products. Um, And again, it culminates to the capstone. They present in front of you know, true decision makers. Now we don't do this with the intent that, hey, attend this program and you're going to get business with us. Hey, attend this program. And if you somehow took a nugget of knowledge or information away from it, that catapulted you to get business with, even if it's a competitor, Mm -hmm. I don't care. I feel Mm -hmm. like we've done our, we've done our best to help you and your business. I really feel like supplier diversity is a non-competitive space in the sense that if if you're doing business with a competitor and it's a great product and it's selling in their shelf, well, great, come on over, let's sell some more, right? Again, Mm -hmm. it's all contributing to the inclusion and the economic impact. But we are now taking that, it's called the ELS. We love acronyms at CDS. Oh, we do in this space entirely. It's a whole other language. Yes. 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 
So the executive learning series, we're now in dialogue with three HBCUs, so historical black oh, colleges nice. and universities. I yes, I won't, very nice. I won't say very where they nice. are yet. Um, and, Can't and wait to hear when you can. That's awesome. Yes. I will. I definitely will share that with you. So we're hoping by the end of the year, we'll have made a decision who we're going to move nice. forward with. And, okay. and although we have somewhat of a outline, a platform, a straw man of of what we want to have included, we want the, the university to come back with their innovative spin on what they want to include in the program. And so what mm-hmm. we're thinking is, is if it's a college or university, say in Atlanta, wink, wink, right? We would, mm. would that be great? There's some big ones yes, down here. that would be great. There's some um, big ones. <laughs> if, if we did, then, you know, why not do something like right now, the ELS program um, is all suppliers across the country. Mm-hmm. This right. we're thinking would be more focused and concentrated in that community. Mm. It could even be alums that, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. an alum that went to the college and their entrepreneur and they started a program. Um, so we're super, super excited. Um, so we're hoping next year, there'll be a lot of plan. There's a lot that goes into development of the curriculum and right. the coach. You know, we also provide mm-hmm. coaching. I, I have to say that that is what we get the highest mark on, regardless of the professors, the courses they took, you know, exams or whatever, the presentation they do at the end, the people they've met, the collaborative, they've created such wonderful rapport with their coaches. And the coaches may or may not be professors, but could be somebody in a particular industry that we've connected them with. Um, They get, they get, I forget how many hours through the four month curriculum um, to use at their discretion to schedule Mm. time with them. And the coaching has been, has been excellent has been great. Wow. So, that's awesome. Um, so we, yeah, we, we've gotten really high marks on this. And I think, you know, um, and we have some success stories of suppliers that went through that program that we're now doing business with. I, can I tell one quick one? Yes. Uh, that's sure. Yes. yes. Um, Tempogenics. Okay. Shout out to my girls at Tempogenics. They had Tempogenics. a paper, they had okay. a paper thermometer. Mm-hmm. You okay. adhere it to your forehead for 24 hours and it monitors your temperature. So mm. think of a child in bed and oh, they don't want to, you know, have their temperature checked, right? It's just right. there. Mom mom and dad can check on it. And it's okay. So they pitched, you know, that's great. Fast forward, COVID hit. We couldn't get oh. enough thermometers in our stores, right? right. Everybody's taking their temperature. Um, and so I, I don't know. I forget how many stores we ended up rolling out the thermometers to and how many skew, but isn't that a great story? That so that's here again, amazing. Here again is a, you know, it, like they went through the program to develop and build their business, not really thinking, hey, we're gonna sell paper thermometers to CBS, but here we are, and now we can't keep them on the shelves. Everybody that's amazing. That's talk, amazing. Talks. Yeah. Yeah. And wow, when you stop and think that. about that, right? Because mm-hmm. disposable is like, well, there's that hits on so many key points, you know, that you think about, especially during the pandemic. That especially is especially during the pandemic because yeah. they're disposable and you can just toss yeah. them. So I mean, yeah. it's just it's brilliant. But yep. having not gone through that program, they might not have or been in the portal. They might mm-hmm. not have had the same opportunity or been right. able to be ready to capitalize on that as soon as you guys were looking for this. I have one more story if you'll let me okay, share. Yes. Okay, please. Yes, yes. we so, love this type of stuff on okay, the show. So we have, um, and we haven't done this because we haven't been able to be together, but we have an annual Ruby Award. So we recognize oh. and acknowledge suppliers that are rising stars or oh, what, what have so you. So awesome. one of the rising stars a few years ago was um, New Normal Life. And okay. they have a packet 
I wish I had one I could show you, but if can, then again, we're on a podcast, so nobody would see it, but it's a little packet. We would. <laughs> okay. It's a little packet and it's for colleges and universities. And so okay. when students arrive um, in their dorm room and it's co-branded, so it's got the, the college logo and oh. it's CVS Health at the bottom and nice. inside with all of our, you know, merchant partners, um, there's a little map and it, it um, helps them on their path to better health in their journey. And there's little samples. I There's coupons and it's all, it's, it's colleges. It's, this is still very innovative, very new. They're going to be doing a spring pack, but the results from the fall pack was just phenomenal. And this is these, this is a woman owned business. Uh, one of them is, is uh, a, a nurse physician, something of that sort. That was her, her background. The other woman um, was um, in promotional products and somehow oh. the two of them have come together and created this, this pack. And I mean, we're doing it for colleges and universities, but it's, it's can be used in so many other, um, oh, you know, yeah. situations, but um, yeah, I just, I love, and again, we talked to Julian Lynn, Raul, who was my spider diversity manager, who's at Merck. Love Raul. Ago. One of my who, dear friends in the not? space. One of my dear friends. He's my dear friend too. But we talked to them eons ago and it was just a concept. And mm-hmm. here we are today rolling it out to, I forget how many colleges and universities. I um, love that. Yeah, it's great. And it's it's to get the gen, is it, they're Gen Zs, right? Gen Z. Gen Z, yes. thank you. Yes. Um, I've lost track. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I have millennials, so I yes. know what those are. Um, but the Gen Zs, it's getting them to start to to use our service products and services mm-hmm. in our stores, right, mm-hmm. at an early age. So they're all colleges and universities where within walking distance is a CVS pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. So yeah, it's great. But it's also great. like nice. preventative care too, like right. the fact yes. that it's in yes. walking distance, it's mm-hmm. it's branding, it's it's all of those other things, but it's also mm-hmm. preventative care, which is very yep. very important for for college students. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love all the work that you guys are doing. And I love when I'm just going to point this out, how you talked about um, meeting suppliers just along their life cycle, you know, their business life cycle journey. So meeting some of them when it's just an idea where sometimes corporations are just like, no, don't come to us until you've got, you know, at least five or six other corporations that you're working with, but really meeting them where they are and helping them grow. I mean, I think that that takes number one, intentionality, one of our favorite words. What we mentioned earlier. Oh, we love that word. But it does take a little bit more work. But the just, mm-hmm. I mean, just seeing the the fruits of your labor after it goes from just idea to then now it's in your hands and it's actually making an impact, whether it be right. thermometers, whether it be informational wellness packets. I mean, that just must be so yeah, rewarding for you guys and your team. It's our responsibility to be mentors. You know, I yes. kind of feel yes. like I'm a mature woman, more towards the other end of of my career, and I feel like I've had I've been provided such wonderful opportunities. I've met such amazing people and suppliers and and colleagues that I feel like it's my responsibility to impart um, that to the supplier community. And yeah, it is. It's mentorship. You, not every, Somebody's going to start somewhere. Right. I started somewhere in my career and somebody right. gave me a chance. This is no different, yes. right? We, we, we need to help um, guide them you know, through the process. Hey, you're not ready. And that's the other thing too. I think you need to be transparent right. in, yes. in a kind way. Like, Thank listen, you. our merchants are looking. And, and by the way, you know, everybody's like, oh, I want to work with CVS. I want to be on CVS's shelf. Let me tell you something. It's not easy doing oh, yeah. business with a large corporation, right? right? The, no. the, the contracts, the payment terms, indemnification, insurance requirements. Oh, you said right? the magic word. You said the magic word, indemnification. 
Be careful yes. what you wish for. Thank you. It is because you may own it. <laughs> As I had a lawyer explain it to me, if you break it, you buy it. I'm like, oh, indemnification. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I think that that's just really critical. Um, understanding all the contracting pieces, and mm-hmm. you know, having enough bandwidth and capacity on your team or outside counsel or outside coaching that yep. can kind of help you navigate those spaces. If you know you don't have a relationship with that current sort of mm-hmm. potential customer. So when we talk about just overall team building and how that plays into to business success, you know, how does the supplier diversity strategy really kind of help drive the mm-hmm. overall success of CVS and the collaboration mm-hmm. and just the overall just um, effectiveness of your program? Yeah, I think it goes back to just diversity and inclusion holistically, right? right. So we have four pillars within um, DNI, and it's it's our talent, it's our colleague resource groups, it's it's that's called marketplace diversity, that's supplier diversity, it's other things we're doing in the community like affordable housing, and right. you know, so so yeah. it's it's all although, weaved together, right? It all yeah. comes together. It's in yeah. our DNA, right? Um, right. And so. Um, the social justice and equity group gets together mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. Um, there's a diversity management leadership council, and that um, there is there's there's a lead who sits who sits as the lead for two years, and these are all senior level executives from mm-hmm. all of our lines of business, mm-hmm. and that too has several p- pillars around cultural alignment. Um, you know, again, what are we doing with our colleague resource groups? Um, mm-hmm. You know, how can we make it easier to do business with CVS? And so there's just so many um, ways that I see that we're, you know, just interwoven right. um, into the overall, you know, goal and, and mission. Um, we're not just sort of a, oh, they're in procurement. You know, that's right. just kind of a, well, they're suppliers. Right. Because right. think about it. Our suppliers are an extension of us. How yes. many suppliers, when you walk into, say, a store, a clinic, or anything, how do you know that person is, that person is employed by CVS Health? Let's say right. secure, no. a security guard. Some of our stores require security, right? right? Um, that's a third party. Yeah. But yet, you think it's a CVS person because you walked into a CVS store. So our suppliers are a reflection of our colleagues, yep. right? Yeah. So, oh, Yes. So it's important too that when we do business with with a, a supplier partner that they too embrace our vision, our mission, our culture. So I really like when suppliers come to me and say, you know, I saw your your mission statement or mm-hmm. um, your value um, proposition, and guess what? This, our company has some of the same ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so it awesome. shows that. So it shows that we're going to be, you know, it's going to be a good collaboration. Absolutely. I mean, I think that all that you've said and shared today has just been so helpful. Oh, it's been both great. Sides of our audience. I have one yes. last question for you, sure. Matt. So you've been at CVS for a little over 13 years. I hate to say how long I've been with CVS because that really shows my age, but I've had responsibility for the supplier diversity program for 13 years. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 So since then and over the last 13 years, how has this experience sort of molded your, your view of supplier diversity and supplier inclusion as obviously you had one view of it before moving into this role. What do you think is the biggest difference and and maybe the biggest lesson that you've learned? Yeah. uh, For me, gosh, when I got into this, was I so wrong? You know, I thought diverse suppliers were small, you know, entrepreneurs, they're just starting up. They want a handout. Mm. Um, you know, um, that it was, um, you know, it's that warm and fuzzy. Oh, look what yeah. CBS is doing. Oh my God, I couldn't have been more wrong. A, right. 
suppliers come in all shapes, shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, diversity is not just um, gender or race, um, but it's mm-hmm. it's diversity of thought. It's yes. diversity of innovation, yes. um, technology. Like it's, uh, I've learned so much um, in my journey. And again, I, I think I've expressed all the really wonderful people that I've met. Mm-hmm. And, and I just love hearing their story, yeah. you know, whether it's a, you know, a family owned business and, and, you know, they talk about their grandfather and how it started. And I just, you know, I just thought it was something we had to do. And for me, it's, it's become a true passion. And, and again, commitment to, to imparting, mm-hmm you know, any help or assistance or wisdom or nugget of knowledge or information that helps um, a supplier. So I couldn't have been more wrong 13 years ago, what supplier diversity is. And let's face it, it has changed and evolved. It has. Yes. Right? A lot. It was, it was all about the number, right? The mm-hmm. number, how much spend, mm-hmm. how much spend, how many suppliers, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and now it's, it is the economic impact. It is mm-hmm. inclusion. Inclusion. It is resemblance of your customers. It's been a great journey, and I, I'm looking forward to many more years ahead. Awesome. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you for all of the work that you guys are doing. And for those of you, our listeners that can't see Monet, I mean, you could just see the passion just coming through. So, and I'm Very sure evident. Can, yes, I'm sure thank you me. can hear it in her voice. Thank you so much, Monet, for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Be sure to check us out on LinkedIn at Chloe Reed and Adam Moore. And if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out our previous shows and stay tuned next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. We are grateful for the time you spend with us in participating in these conversations. Please review and rate and share our show as we are focused on growing awareness in the supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity space. If you'd like more information, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E ground dot I-O. Thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you next week.